Hello, everybody, and welcome to In Depth, presented by the San Antonio Express News. My name is Luis Vasquez, and I'll be your host as we bring in journalists, editorial board members, and columnists to give us an inside perspective into the stories they bring to the Express News each week. Today, I'm joined by courthouse reporter Elizabeth Zavala. She joins the show to talk about the embattled judge Grace Uzamba. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, Liz, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. It's good to be in a studio, a nice, clean, big studio with I you. I keep hearing that the previous studio wasn't that great. So, yes, I'm glad you're here. Um, so, in one week, this judge was the subject of a complaint from her court reporter. And then an administrative judge over the county courts at law decided to strip most of her cases due to inattention of her docket. It's a big, big story. Unprecedented. Can you just give me a quick overview of what's going on here? Yes, Luis. It's this has been a very um, interesting development um, with Judge Uzamba. Um, I've met with her a few times, uh, you know, on about these stories that we're about to discuss, and she's been very kind, very professional, and and you know that's important when you ask people really difficult questions. Um, so I, I just wanted to start with that because, uh, you know, um, what what happened this week are uh, is definitely a, the main subject at the Justice Center here in Bear County in San Antonio. So what happened at the beginning of this week was that Judge Uzamba's court reporter, Veronica Velez, filed a complaint with courthouse security. And, and courthouse security is run by uh, Bear County Sheriff's deputies. This court reporter accused Judge Uzamba of uh, basically cornering her in an office and blocking an entrance and belittling her because uh, the court reporter had resigned to take another job. And it's one of those things where she accepted a job and was told that she needed to start immediately. So, you know, we've all worked and, you know, it's usual to give an employee two weeks notice and that's what the court reporter had wanted to do, but the new employer needed for her to start immediately. So that, that's one thing that we, that, uh, she dealt with this week. And you mentioned in the, in your report that the Bear County Sheriff's office called it a verbal disagreement. Yes. And, you know, I got a copy of the report because sources that the courthouse had told me that that I should check on a physical altercation that occurred between a judge and her court reporter. And, you know, sometimes when these things happen, they kind of have a snowball effect. So I went to speak with, with Judge Uzamba about that before I had a copy of the report. And she told me that that was a complete surprise to her, you know, the fact that somebody said that that there had been a uh, physical altercation. Uh, and she said no sort of altercation occurred. And I started to ask, you know, well, did something happen this week? And she really didn't point to anything, which tells me that, you know, maybe um, she didn't see what ended up being in that sheriff's department report as being unusual. But in the report, um, a deputy was dispatched to her court 
a little before 11 o'clock on Monday uh, per a supervisor request, which usually means that whatever verbal or whatever confrontation was going on was getting attention from people for a supervisor to call security and say, you need to get over to this courtroom. So um, in that report, the court reporter said um, uh, she couldn't be near the judge and she needed to get away from her. And the deputies who responded uh, in the report said that she appeared visibly upset and was breathing rapidly and her eyes were watery. So there, so there was something going on. And, um, you know, uh, in, in case people want to know what a court reporter does, this is the person who sits near the judge's bench during all court proceedings and basically takes down every single word that is said in the courtroom for the record. And uh, so I've, I've had discussions with other, other judges um, about court reporters. Um, they describe them as being very plum jobs because they work for the judge, just like a court coordinator does. Is that what a stenographer that's similar in that similar vein, what a court reporter does? Yes, basically, except like um, these days they have a special laptop that uh, has, I, I, I've only seen them from a distance, but it's a special type of laptop that has um, a different type of keyboard. And uh, it's really kind It's a of, shorthand. Right, exactly. And what you can see from, you know, the vantage point of the gallery is that while the court reporter is um, taking down all of what's going on in the courtroom, it's simultaneously being shown to the judge on a laptop at the bench. So the judge gets to see what the court reporter is oh, okay. writing. It keeps them informed during the trial. Maybe they can go back and look at other key exactly. details. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, so that said, um, you know, these, uh, court reporters, they transcribe the court proceedings and, um, the one who is assigned to Judge Uzamba had been looking for other employment simply because Judge Uzamba lost in the Democratic primary. Uh, she's a first-term judge, and she's now uh, headed into, um, well, she's going to be um, on the bench until December 31st. A lame duck, basically, if you will. Basically. So, um the report indicated that the court reporter thought that that the judge would understand that you know she's looking for a new job because she's going to have to anyway because like i said before a court reporters and coordinators and the coordinator by the way is a person who um books all of the court cases for the judge they are the ones who set up you know they they keep track of all of the cases on the on the docket and docket is basically like a menu that has people's names and what their what their charges are who their lawyer is and all the pertinent information for that, all of that. case exactly so um you know since judge uzamba lost her bid for reelection 
the court reporter was looking for another job. And she thought that the judge would understand that, you know, that this was going to happen. But the timing, you know, probably wouldn't be good for anybody, you know, because everyone, like we said earlier, you know, expects to have a two-week notice. When the court reporter and Judge Uzamba spoke about that particular day that this that this um, verbal altercation occurred, that that was going to be her last day, um, things didn't go very well. They went into a, a closed-door uh, communication, and uh, the court reporter said that uh, the judge spoke down to her, and she was belittling to her. And um, she said she tried to get up and leave, but that the judge placed her hand on the door and prevented her from leaving. And I think that's probably where things changed. Right. But, and, and we were, we, we talked about this a little bit off air and you enlightened me to the fact that this might not have been this judge's first uh, altercation with an employee. Right. Um, In 2020, a, simmering feud broke out very publicly between Judge Uzamba and um, Bear County Clerk Lucy Adami Clark. Now, it's a real interesting dynamic in courtrooms because um, the judge is the one who listens and presides over a case. But those cases are the responsibility of either the district clerk or the county clerk. And in this particular case with um, a county court at law judge, they cover, they handle misdemeanor cases. And those cases, uh, there's family violence, DWIs, um, you know, those sorts of things. It's anything that's a misdemeanor. And some of these judges also also do evictions and and civil cases. It's a wide-ranging. It is a wide-ranging misdemeanor court. Gotcha. So uh, the the county clerk and the deputy uh, and the her deputies and the district clerk and and her deputies also they take an oath to be uh, responsible caretakers of these documents. So you don't see a judge going through files in a court in their back office. The phrase you used earlier was there's a, a strict chain of command. There is a strict chain of chain of command. Um, the clerks have to get the, the files and give them to a judge. And the, the judge will get that, you know, usually if whenever there's a court appearance, it's, it's a, it's a, everybody has a trial setting before they have a trial that starts. And, and I think I've discussed in some podcasts before that there's generally about a two year time frame from what I like to say from cuffs to trial, basically. It takes a long time for lawyers to get to get the cases together. So it is a very strict chain of command. And and, you know, the county clerk took took that seriously. And what's well, important for the the justice system and for both defendants and the prosecution for that to remain in place. Right. And, and along with, with, um, 
with the county clerk, you know, being sensitive over her files, she's also sensitive over her staff. And, and it's, it's a weird situation because you might say that, that deputy clerks who work for judges have two bosses. They are physically there with a judge, but they also work for either the district clerk or the county clerk. So, you know, anybody who's worked in a situation where you have the potential to have more than one boss is, is a difficult thing. But two years ago in this feud, Lucia Dami Clark felt based on complaints from her deputy clerks that they were being mistreated, that it had happened long enough for her to deem that she was going to remove her clerks and her files from Judge Uzamba's court. And that was pretty unprecedented. At the time. At the time. Because, um, you know, that could could make things go a little slower in court. I mean, these files went from being in Judge Uzamba's court to going down to the basement, into a room, and, um, you know, it, it, it made the timing such Did that- it, Does something like that affect cases, like in terms of maybe the outcome of a case, or could, could there be some sort of mistrial because of this? Well, you know, that is a very good question, Luis, because I don't think it ever, it never really got to that point. This particular feud, like I said, it it had the courthouse buzzing the day that it happened. We ended up writing the story the next day, and uh, within a matter of days, uh, Judge Uzamba and Lucia Domi-Clark got into a room with um, Judge John Longoria, who is the... Uh, administrator for the county courts, and they basically hashed it out. I will give credit to the two um, women that they never would discuss these allegations um, with, you know, with any anybody, really. They weren't trashing each other or anything. I mean, they handled it um, internally. internally and with... Judge Longoria and a couple of other people that got together and said, okay, how can we, how can we fix this? And then again, you know, when you're dealing with personnel, I mean, there's a lot of things that can't be talked about individually, but the problem there with, um, I guess, Judge Uzamba starting to have a reputation of, of being someone who is difficult to work with was because um, sources had said that she was having the, the clerks work on weekends and nights and trying to force them to work on holidays, among other work condition complaints. And, and you know, you can't, you can't force people to, to work seven days a week you know, and, and especially, you know, these are county employees. I mean, there's pretty strict know, rules. There's uh, strict rules on overtime and, you know, that's a lot of a oversight, very like, oversight and things like that. And so, um, you know, um, Lucia Domin Clark took it pretty personally because she, you know, this is her staff and, and she says, you know, I, 
So at the time, how was that resolved? Well, like I said, they, they got into a room and they hashed it out. And then gradually those files started showing back up. But there had been, you know, other complaints. And and when I met this week with um, Judge Uzamba, I asked her, you know, people have said these these things about you and and you know why why do you think that is and you know she paused and she you know she said you know she has a different work ethic than than others and and it's not surprising because she is uh she's a woman in her in her 60s she would not give me the exact age which is okay um but she's also a retired um army officer. She spent 20 years in the U.S. Army and she retired as a major. And, you know, she told me that, you know, she, she works, she's in early and she stays late. And, you know, as in re, the only thing that she would say, you know, is in regard to work ethic that, you know, if people are, um, you know, doing what they're supposed to do and meeting expectations, you know, that's one thing. And if they're not meeting expectations, that's another. But she didn't go into any specifics about any of these complaints that have been made against her. So let's fast forward now. Two years later, Longoria is still the administrative judge, and it kind of feels like history is repeating itself. Well, you know, this is a situation, um, we're going to segue into uh, Judge Uzamba being stripped of most of her cases, um, which occurred on Thursday. Um, I'll, I'll begin by saying that when, when COVID-19 happened, the entire, you know, wheel of justice, not just here in Bear County, but everywhere, almost came to a screeching halt because of the pandemic, you know, um, there's historically been a lot of people in the courthouse from the time it opens at seven o'clock until the, the time it closes at six. And, uh, you know, everybody had to learn how to redo things in, you know, are we going to wear masks? Are we going to be able to have a trial? And, you know, so Bear County went 14 months without having, you know, a, a trial and the, and the backlog was, was large and it, and it still is. So, um, I'll start with that. Um, but what happened with judge Uzamba this week was that judge Longoria decided to take most of her cases away especially those family violence cases. Um, and we're talking about there were more than 1,700 of her cases that had did not have any current settings. What's current setting mean in terms of the courts? That means that there are 1,700 cases that hadn't had, that hadn't been scheduled. People who hadn't been scheduled, who hadn't had a, had a, had a, a court date. Wow. And um, Judge Longoria said that he, ha he, as administrative judge over the county courts at law, decided that 
he would take the majority of her cases away with the exception of about 500, which, you know, I'm a journalist because I don't do math, but 1,700 plus 500, that's a lot of cases. That's over 1,800 cases or close to 1,800 cases. And, um, but he said, uh, you know, we have an obligation, and this and this is a quote. He said, as judges, we have an obligation to this community to ensure that justice is served, not only for the victims, but also for the defendants who have a right to have their cases heard and to get their day in court. And he felt like this docket in County Court at Law Number 2 was not getting the attention that it needed. So... What ended up happening with um, these cases, uh, Judge Longoria ordered 177 pending family violence cases on Judge Uzamba's docket to be immediately distributed among county courts at law numbers 7, 8, 11, and 13. And he sent approximately 1,600 cases that he said were without current settings to courts at law number 1, 4, 5, 6, 8, 9, 11, 12, 14, and 15. So they are going to be picking up about 160-something or 166 cases per court. And I'm glad you led with the fact that we were already in a backlog due to COVID. Right. It, it, that, that was really important to point out that why this is such a monumental thing that just happened. Right. You're putting strain on an already strained system. And there's people who are waiting for their day in court. Uh, where are we at right now? Everything just came out. The dockets have been stripped. What's going to happen to Judge Uzamba? And, and sh- where, where are we at there? Well, you know. I asked Judge Longoria about that and, and, you know, he was very, he said, you know, this is a judicial issue and it is just a caseload issue. He said that, um, she's going to keep 500 cases and he said he felt confident that, you know, she would pay the needed attention to those cases. So she's not initially, you know, we were under the impression she was going to be stripped of all of her cases, but she is going to keep 500 of them. So she's not expected, you know, to resign or anything, you know, and she is an elected official. And, and Judge Longoria said, you know, she, she is due the respect on that because she was elected by citizens in Bear County. Is there... Uh, protections in place or measures in place to remove a judge? Uh, there, judges can be removed. There is a state commission on judicial conduct that is that basically is the watchdog organization of the judiciary in the state of Texas, and um, they're very private about how they do things. Judges can get privately warned. They can get publicly reprimanded, um, admonished, however you want to say that. Um, 
anybody can file a complaint, but you never know whether they have or not, because the commission is very tight-lipped about about these particular matters. They will not um, they will neither confirm nor deny that a that a uh, complaint has been made against a jurist. Um, and uh, you know, you basically have to wait until they release the information that says a judge has been reprimanded. And uh, it I have no knowledge that Judge Uzamba has uh, a complaint against her uh, or, whether, um, you know, anybody has read about the situations that have occurred with her uh, while she's been on the bench. So basically, she is going to continue being county court at law judge number two until she is, um, until her term ends, which is going to be December 31st. And the winner of uh, the, in, from the November election uh, will be will be the new judge, whether it's the Democratic uh, candidate or the Republican. Uh, you, you mentioned that you've, you've spoken with Judge Uzamba. What, what else has she told you? Well, like, you know, like I said, she, we had we had a very cordial visit on Monday. Um, can I try that again? Please go. You can just go right into it. We had a very cordial visit um, on Tuesday. Uh, the day after the report uh, or the complaint had been made against her. However, I had not received the complaint at that point. But I have reached out to her a few times regarding the caseload situation and have not heard back from her. But um, I imagine that um, I'm going to give her a little time to, you know, settle on this and, and, uh, try to reach out to her again on that. Well, Liz, I think that's a good place to end it. Uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about this again. This is something that's going to be in the air for quite a bit. So uh, thank you so much for being on the show. I really appreciate it. Thanks very much, Luis. It was a pleasure. 